Welcome to the Modern Ministry Podcast, where we discuss key issues in contemporary ministry. The Modern Ministry Podcast is a weekly podcast put on by the John W. Rawlings School of Divinity at Liberty University. I'm your host, Jack Carson, and in this week's episode, we're continuing our special series on how churches throughout this country are responding to the coronavirus pandemic. We have Dr. Matt Wilmington, who's an executive pastor and director of ministries at Thomas Road Baptist Church, joining Dr. Troy Temple today to discuss how his church is responding, as well as what he thinks the church can learn during this unique time. Well, Matt, I really appreciate you taking some time yeah. uh, to, to hang out with us here on the Modern Ministry Podcast. Um, we, we definitely have seen uh, some new things presented to the church, mm-hmm. uh, presented to our culture. Uh, and it's not just been a, a Western culture, it's definitely been a global culture. And and more people have watched an online sermon, yeah, in, in, right. my, in my humble estimation, I think you're right. <laughs> than ever before. Uh, and as that's been the process for, you know, weekend worship for most folks now, uh, if not exclusively, it, it, it definitely has pushed church leadership into a whole new vein of of trying to acclimate towards technology, as well as helping to connect with people, and um, just as a as a as a starter, um, how has Thomas Road and and the leadership been able to identify what are the core principles or, or the goals or the most important things in helping to connect with just initially the congregation there at Thomas Road? Yeah, boy, it's been crazy, hasn't it? I know everybody says that it has stripped us all back down to really. And I hate to say these these sound like cliches, but Book of Acts, right. which is it's, it's bringing us back century. there. And um, so like everyone else, we've basically seen air war, ground war mm. immediately. It went to those two things. We can't gather. You know, our our approach, ministry approach at Thomas Road is is temple courts and house to house. So the temple courts is now become online. It's it's the gathering that are on our platform. So the air war, ground war, like most other people, the air war is the connection from our pastors, from Pastor Jonathan, from our church to the people. Right. And that's pushing out content. It's on on demand, but also live. It's balancing. We're having long talks about do people really want to just go watch a bunch more content? No, they don't. No. There's plenty of content out right. there. What they want is not content. What they want is connection. So they're wanting connection with their pastor. They actually, yes, they can go w- watch a bunch of other pastors that are better than better speakers than me and you, right. but they want to see the shepherds. And so we're doing that air war that is connecting uh, people. But then the ground war is the body of Christ. It's the, it's the family. It is the one another's that we're all trying to figure out, well, how do you do that when we can't be physically together. And so like with our life groups, most of them are running on Zoom or they're sitting at a park, right. you know, six and a half feet from each other <laughs> and spread out. And so it really is, it, it, there's a rhythm right now of air war, ground war of uh, we're still doing temple courts. Right. We're still doing house to house. It just looks different. Yeah, that's good. And, and I think we, we, uh, we approach this sometimes and think of it in, in, in certain buckets, the, the way my mind kind of kind of takes all this in is that we've got the congregation, we've got the family of faith inside the walls, so mm-hmm. to speak, although we know the church isn't the building, but it's those who are part of that local expression right. of, of, of the church there that are united in, in, in a local church. But then there's also connecting outside of that. And, and it seems to be that this is not something that's new, 
but it's something that has a greater emphasis and that you're taking who you are as a church. And now you, you we don't have to continue to re- reiterate, you need to be the church when you leave here right. on Sunday. Right. You don't have a choice. It's if, yeah. for, for most of us, that is the only way we're going to make that connection. Right. So it's, you know, a church scattered, but it's, right. it, it's sort of like, are you a church with the house you're at the dinner table and the doors are closed, mm-hmm. no guests can come in. Or are you a church at, around the table, the Father's table, and the doors are open? Right. And you can invite anybody in who wants to come. We've now moved to a church that's on the front porch and out in the front yard, right. which is healthy. By the way, it's disruptive for a lot of people who don't care about connecting with community. In fact, even a little unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. But now the church is in the front yard and on the front porch, which what allows that to happen is when the neighbors across the street. uh, So all of our social media platforms, we have we have church friends and then we have, you know, those other friends and relatives. Uh, You know, we have Republicans and Democrats. So if you (laughs) you know, if you post one thing, the other half attacked. But the beauty of it is we're we're trying to help our people to realize you actually have a neighborhood online. Mm -hmm. And your social media footprint of any of us. Right. You don't have to be a pastor or a church staff. So how can we now leverage? You're in the front yard. You are on the front porch. Others can see this. So let's not talk like we're just at the family table. Mm. We can still be the family of God, but now we are truly the way, as, as we believe. Right. Not just to be nostalgic or romantic about it, but honestly, I mean, we believe, right? This is what our school is about, right. that the church actually should be what it looks like in the New Testament. And this is, that's a whole nother thing. There's a gift from God right now that is giving the church the opportunity, things that we've, for years, we've worked together for years. We've taught, we've trained, we've tried to push, we've tried to rewire older Mm -hmm. churches with programming and newer churches. Programming and buildings and teams God in one swipe is is educating us, okay, you're all on the front porch. Right. You're all out in the yard. Now, what are you going to do about it? And and I'm kind of jumping around, but I, I feel that this is a gift from God. You know, Matt, c- could you take a minute and just uh, clarify even, even more deeply what yep. you mean when you say that this could be a good gift to the church? Yeah. And we want to be very compassionate uh, always. And when my dad... You know, Dr. Wilmington, um, who I, I wish I had his voice at times like this, but mm. we would talk about when there were crises and he would say, son, when bad things come, there's always that debate, right? Right. Of why did it come? Right. Did God send the storm? Did the devil send the storm or are there just storms? Right. And we can grapple. We grapple with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we do theology with that all the time. There are times that God sends storms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that. Look at ask Jonah and his life and what what actually was sent to correct him. Right. Uh, the uh, the devil sends storms. He's allowed to send storms. I yeah. mean, ask Job exactly. what that looks like. And then sometimes storms just come. Right. The disciples are in a boat. They're going across the Sea of Galilee. We've been there many times. Storms come. It's just the right. broken world. Romans right. eight. Mm-hmm. All of all of creation groans. And I think it's important theologically to say at this point that we don't know. And and my opinion, it's dangerous mm-hmm. when people go, well, this is the judgment of God Certainly. or the devil is in the virus. Right. You know, we've right. seen men of God calling out the virus. Right. OK, I appreciate the heart of that. Or is it just a virus? Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't always get the Job chapter one behind the scenes. Where did it come from? Right. 
And we, we also know in some ways it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. our response is the same. Right. It doesn't change the Testing, response. Testing, temptation, it's just a trial. Mm-hmm. Our response, as James talks about, is, and Peter talks about, is to, to, to weather it well, mm-hmm. to cling to God, to resist the devil, and then just say, we got to ride out. And we look forward, by the way, to where the groaning right. of creation is done someday. And so, first of all, we have great compassion mm-hmm. on those. In our area, there are sick people. We've had some deaths. I was talking um, Andrew Hart, one of our pastors so, up in yeah, New oh, York. Yeah, yeah. They're suffering. We first, the church needs to be running to where the suffering is. Mm-hmm. Now, in your area, if there's not suffering physically, there is economic suffering. There are more people that are going to suffer economically than maybe physically. with the actual right. physical. Yeah. So I think it's important for leaders, for pastors, not to say, yeah, this is just a good thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, boy, well, bless God, we're going to... Where are the hurting people? Right. This is back to where I said, you don't want to be arguing about politics, the politics of this right now. We need to be pastors. Right. So we, we need to be compassionate. Now, in the middle of all that, you know, I, I mentioned about God wounding us uh, in the upper room, Acts chapter one. There is a there's a great moment of the disciples being together, getting ready for the launch of the Spirit, doing something brand mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of wounded people in that room. Mm. Peter's wounded. The disciples are wounded. Mm-hmm. They've all, except Mary, you know, Mary and John. There's some people who have, but they've experienced wounding. Mm-hmm. The good wounding of God that Scripture in Hebrews talks about, and so when I when I speak of wounding, I don't mean God's um, masochistic, right. you know, right. kind of the some of the teachers, you know, the Old Testament precatory prayer. God's going to get you, right? You know, well, our country's in sin, and He's going to. I don't know how you pastor that way, but the point is, God ha- is realigning. Right. So wounding doesn't have to just be with sin. Mm-hmm. Wounding can be correction of you've been doing good things, mm-hmm. enjoying your programs mm-hmm. and your plenty, and you've not been paying attention. You've not been, you've not been hungry for me. Yeah. So is that a sin? Well, it's a correction. It's a correction and so right. personally, what I do, what my wife and I have done, we've actually said, God, is there anything in us mm-hmm. that we've been relying too much on mm-hmm. you know, the good and the plenty? Mm-hmm. And God is correcting us in a loving way. Now, if there's sin in people's lives, that is God. And mm-hmm. that's between mm-hmm. God and them. But yeah, when I say God using this, uh, I don't mean it like he's a vindictive God. Right. He's using it to, I think, to get our attention first, the church, his people, mm-hmm. and then get the nation's uh, attention. And, and the other side, some people are going, well, God never does that to nations. Man, he deals with nations and people groups all through scripture. So it's foolish to go the other way and say, well, this is just whatever. I think God wants to get, wants to get the attention of our Mm -hmm. country through this. And so as pastors and as leaders, we've got to be very compassionate, speaking the truth in love. And the last thing I would say, it does feel like we're in the upper room right now. Mm -hmm. There's been a way things were done. Mm -hmm. There's been a crisis and a, a, a catastrophic event. Mm-hmm. We're in this moment of actual seclusion. Mm-hmm. And I just feel, as I've talked with pastors, we need to pray in the upper room. They, there was nothing flashy going on. There was nothing exciting. They were praying. They were in unity. 
there was diversity. Mm-hmm. They were filling the slots. They were they were picking team. They were getting ready to do the next work. Right. When the when Acts two hit, they blew out the doors, and the world's never been the same. And there's a little part of this where I hope we don't miss the Acts one moment. Mm-hmm. The quiet behind the doors. Right. All of us want an Acts 2 ministry in life, yeah. but we're not always willing to go through Acts 1. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's my prayer. I think all of our prayers is that we see God do some healing, some loving. Peter, you denied me. What does Jesus say? He has a private meeting with him. We don't have that script. I think it's something like, come on, let's go. Right. And we know from John 21, hey, feed my sheep, right. feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Oh three times, you know, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? That's the, that's the good work of a loving father saying, come on, boy, let's go, let's go. So that's how we can grab this and learn from it. Not, Mm. not feel God's wrath, but to feel God's love Mm -hmm. and kind of saying, come on church, let's go. Certainly, certainly. And I, and I think if most people eventually, if we can lead them to a place where they see this is not just a situation that's been dealt to us, yeah. it is a situation that is wreaking havoc and pain and hurt across the world and especially even a, a, across the street yeah. as, it's, as the numbers increase everywhere. But it's also an opportunity for us to embrace, God, what do you want us to do now? Because mm-hmm. it's not what it was. So yeah. we, we, the constant here is that God is... But the other constant is, is that we still remain his people because of the cross. Mm-hmm. And so if we still remain his people, God, who are we to be now? And I think what you just did is describe uh, a great a great visual of what it should look like. And uh, I kept thinking back on, uh, you know, one of my favorite all-time shows in my whole life was uh, Andy Griffith. And yep. I'm thinking about that front porch. Mm-hmm. And uh, typically that front porch is at the end of a work day and yep. we're relaxing, waving to friends. Sometimes yep. somebody walks up and says hello, brings you a pie yep. uh, to just say we missed you. Um, but, it, but it also uh, brings in a whole new context because mm-hmm. we're not in Mayberry anymore. Right. Yep. Uh, and, and the world is different. But now we're pushing back out one of those values that is... Uh, that we probably have lost touch with. Mm-hmm. And so the discipleship process probably has to change to re-educate our congregations and just people within the body of Christ on how, did, how do we then live right. in a way that, that embraces this opportunity. But I think one thing you, you said there that, that probably troubles me more than anything is that everyone gets to watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if we're going to be the church, right. uh, it's going to be obvious because you can't come to the table like you used to. Right. We had to move it out where everyone can see. We still may be exclusive even at that porch, porch side right. environment, but it's going to be obvious when you're exclusive as well. Yeah. Uh, so the, the familiarity is, 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 uh, is probably put in a little bit more of a different light for us to handle. Yeah. So. I mean, great, we know Great Commission has not been paused. Correct. I mean, yeah. the kingdom is not on hold. So, right. uh, you know, what does crisis do? Crisis bumps us like what's in this cup, mm-hmm. and we all look good holding our cups. I was just driving with a cup of coffee. Uh, but when we get bumped, yeah. we get jostled, our lives get jostled. Whatever inside spills out. spills out. And one of the things I've been talking with uh, pastors even that I coach, uh, part of Liberty Church Network, we were on a Certainly. big call yesterday, uh, I just say this to pastors and ministry leaders that this is your time to do a ministry audit because you are you are now you are uh, seeing what your crop is. Right. I mean, the crop's coming in and I, and you need to look at it. You know, if you're a pastor or leader, we're doing it at Thomas Road. 
uh, with my team, my ministry staff, we're taking hard looks at, okay, did we have disciples or not? You know, for a long time, we've been enamored with the tools, the programming, and we've not kept our eye always on the mission. Right. Well, the tools have gone away in some ways, or they've changed a little bit. Uh, the programmings, the buildings, that's gone. What do we have? We have the mission. Right. And, and what I always tell our students here in, in this building, but our staff as well, is we only have three things. We've got the spirit, we've got the book, and we've got the family. Those are the only three things that they had in the book of Acts. That's right. The Holy Spirit, the family of God, yeah. with all its giftings, 1 Corinthians 12, and, uh, you know, and, and then the Word of God. Right. So we have those still, yeah. and everything else has been stripped away. And it gets you back to where, okay, Great Commission, we're supposed to be making disciples right now. Right. So uh, for all of us, we got jostled. Mm -hmm. The crisis shows what's really inside of us, our, our ministries, our leadership. I'm going to repeat it again. Pastors and leaders, you need to be taking ministry audits. You need to watch which people thrive in this environment and which ones are frozen mm -hmm. because they're not in the pastor's presence. We're not in the room, so we don't know how to worship. Right. If you're seeing that, it, it's, it, this is a revelation one, two, and three oh, moment revealing. for you to say, yeah. this is what you've pr been producing. And I think it's a good wounding coming from the Lord mm -hmm. to, to move us forward. But for all of us, it is looking at now, what do we do to move forward. The first week or two, like all of us, I think we were all going, dear, dear Lord, we need toilet paper. You know, we go into storm mode. It's, it's That's toilet right. paper That's and, right. you know, bread, eggs, and milk. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have French toast and I don't know what we're going to do with the toilet paper. Well, we're, we're kind of past that right, right. now. Yeah. People are starting to think, okay, we're going to make it survive. Is it 30 days? Is it 60 days? Is it 90 days? So now people are beginning to think, this is how I work. Right. This is how my kids go into school. This is how we are connecting with, this is how we do church. So we have this opportunity now to, to look that way. So the first phase was the crisis mode, the storm mode, what do we do? Right. Now we're kind of in the hunker down, mm -hmm. how do we do our ministry? But already I want to get our staff, and I think every church leader needs to be, this will end. Certainly. This is going to end. Now, maybe weeks or months, right. it's going to end. The question for us is, how can it permanently improve us for go. the future? And, and I would say this, there's, there's some banter out there uh, about some, you know, some old, maybe traditional folks going, you know, ah, yeah, there's people saying we're all going to go to house church now, or it's all going to be online ministry. And bless God, we can't wait to get back to... Nobody's saying it's all going there. Right. But the connections, like you said... The front port, how do we, when we all have that day, when we're back in the building, when we're back in the temple courts, mm -hmm. how do we never go back to its only temple courts? Right. How do we continue? Yes, right. we're gathering, but we're still in the community. We're still the church on the front porch in the front yard. And, and I, I'm praying, and this is what we're working with our team about, how can we be permanently improved and never change and never go back to where we were. That's good. And I think, you know, you hear all the time, this is a new normal. Right. Uh, yeah. but, but in reality, it's, it's more than likely only a temporary new normal. Mm -hmm. But there are some valid and some, 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 I think, important issues or aspects to the new normal yep. that probably should be retained. Right. And I think that's what you're talking about is, is then how do we get back to what we thought was normal, but yet don't lose the yeah. things that God was teaching us and, and we were forced into engaging 
in the in the temporary normal yeah. that really need to remain to help the fruitfulness of the of the gospel and the mission, like we were saying. Now, and and just think about so in church history, where do we see these things? There's a lot of teachings from church right. history, from the church being the church during plagues, right. and and that this is where we know uh, Chuck Colson's writings, other writings, mm-hmm. where man, that's where the church. It just it blew up yeah. because of crisis and pressure. You know, when when the world was running out, when the Roman government was running out of villages, the church was running in, and they were even getting infected themselves. And that's a whole nother level of sacrifice. Right. But you look at those kind of things, and then of course we've all been looking historically back at a hundred years ago, 1918, mm-hmm. coming out of World War One, 1918, the the Spanish flu, the uh, influenza that killed millions, and it rewired it did. and actually sent our country and our world into you know the Great Recession. But there, if you go back and look at what was happening with churches, I was on this call yesterday, we were digging into it a little bit. Giving actually went up. Mm. Charitable giving actually during that time went up. Right. So why? Because there was scarcity. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff had been stripped away. This is a whole nother topic. Churches, are we going to see our giving tank? Right. right. Yes, to the churches that aren't casting a kingdom vision. Right. If you're still compelling, giving a compelling vision during this time, uh, that's that's a whole other thing. But so we learn from that. If you fast forward for this generation that mm-hmm. our kids grew up in, mm-hmm. we're the 9/11. You know, our kids are right. the 9/11 generation. So after that date, 9/11, I think is is that graduation this year? I think it's, it's, be it's actually yeah, graduation. Our, our postponed commencement now. <laughs> yeah, is on 9/11. so the commencement's there, but. Um, think of what's been preserved, mm-hmm. the new normal since 9-11. And, and there's some things you say, well, what does that relate to ministry? Well, safety, mm-hmm. good or bad. Mm-hmm. The way we travel, we fly. You fly a lot. You know, the, right. the way we travel, the way we handle crowds has been permanently changed. Um, there was some things bad, and I think now good, that there was a probably a racial clash. There was you know, from Muslim to Arab to all kinds of things that kind of blew up over those next few years that actually forced churches to kind of grapple with, who is my neighbor? So, you know, if we even look back just 20 years ago Mm -hmm. or 10 years ago, whatever, what has God taught us along the way and how do we preserve the learning? Not just right, just adapting to, oh, okay, we're all going to do church on, you know, online now. Well, no, that's not it. Right. That's, that's still looking at technology. Right. It's it's saying what do we keep from this time right. and what needs to keep us anchored back in what the 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 heart the prime directive of what the church was in right. the first century. I want to I want to kind of zero in. You you mentioned something just a couple minutes ago and talked about the mission. How the mission doesn't change. Mm-hmm. You know we still have to stay focused on the mission. How has Thomas Road realized new opportunities for the mission just in the local community and and. What, what kind of fruit are you seeing from that? Well, I'll just I'll be very transparent. When there's no programs, mm-hmm. there's that first few hours and first few days where we're all going, oh, we don't have Wednesday. We what don't do have we do? Sunday. Yeah. We, they're not here in the room. So for those of us who we think we're like, we're really on, on it, mm-hmm. but it pulled the rug out from all, all of us. Honestly, the simplest things. It's like talking to a, a married couple that, that needs counseling and their marriage has fallen apart. Well, you don't need a degree to kind of say, how do you strike the original match? There you go. You go back to, you know, every movie in the world's about, let's just go out on the first date again. Mm -hmm. You know, let's go out, let's just sit and talk. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I see that happening at Thomas Road is that, and of course I'm biased, but we did have some healthy disciplines Mm -hmm. 
and missional living that's already been going on. So it hasn't been a, a, a stark mm-hmm. shock other than the whole cultural thing, our whole community. So it's as simple as immediately we, we, we put the air war together. Okay, here's the online rhythm. We're still going to do Sundays. Mm-hmm. Kids, student ministry, all of our departments, adults, we're still going to have the services. We're going to have, but our, our talk then was connections. How are you going to connect with your flock, not being able to be with them? And good old fashioned, get on the phone. Have a conversation. So our pastor, Pastor Jonathan, and there's a lot of pastors in churches doing this. Jonathan himself is just calling through our church list. Right. He's just talking, having short two-minute conversations with people. Uh, Kent Wise, one of our, our, our seniors pastor, did a great job. He put together a volunteer right away. Uh, we've got about we've got about 18, 1900 mm-hmm. seniors on our list mm-hmm. from that are 70 and above. Okay. They've just been from day one, they've been calling through and checking on everybody. Yeah. Just good old fashioned. And of course, we as church leaders are like, yeah, but what about the delivery? And what about this? What about no. Just call me. Just call me. Just yeah. check me. Yeah. And here's the deal. They don't need anything. You know, right now, because we're not in storm mode, yeah. like right. I can't I can't get my medicine, I can't get my no, food. Can, yeah, that's and that's a side thing you asked right. about. I mean, yeah, we are we are have designed, we're reaching out to the hardest hit and what do you need? Well, right now nobody needs anything. Now, if it gets hard like some of the cities that are listening in, like New York City to others, mm-hmm. obviously, but but it's honestly just been the simple one another's yeah. calling. And praying. I called one of our, our guys, Jimmy, in mm-hmm. um, student ministry, mm-hmm. one of our volunteers, faithful guys, works here and and uh, had uh, some colon cancer and had some cancers that he was dealing with, had to go into the hospital. Wow. Like wheeled him up to the front door of the hospital, pastors and family pray over him, and he goes in by himself. And that's scary stuff. So he went through it, and I was talking to him on the phone. But I just, I picked up the phone, and I just said, hey, Jimmy, how are you doing? I mean, it's... My goodness, you know, we talk about it in our classes here. Right, right. It's just fundamental. It is. And just checking. He, We talked two or three minutes praying. So we're doing a lot of that just Mayberry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just talking. And to um, probably some of us have been trained beyond, you know, our, our competencies and our calling. Right. It's just getting back to the basic character of Christianity yeah. of, of those one another's. And I have talked with different pastors and team members who are like, mm-hmm. yeah, but we got to do more. We got to, and I, and every meeting we have, we, we come down to it and we say, we, there's nothing else there to do. There's nothing else, no. Well, do they, no, they yeah. need the word, the spirit and the family. That's right. What, what about this? Aren't we understanding? So it's been more of that kind of thing. And I, and I think I am all for innovation and I love thinking about new creative ways that speaks to the soul and really connects with what people love. And a lot of times people love seeing things on their screen. Uh, they they want to find that opportunity and, and to be captured or should I say handcuffed by that yeah. is, is unresponsible, irresponsible when, when there are basic methods to make the connection with people. When you get handcuffed by that, you, you tend to enslave yourself to, if we can't do it really in, an, in a mm-hmm. technologically right. innovative way, what are we going to do because of where we live? No, what we need to think about is pay attention. One of our, our, our provosts, our administrators, says this all the time, Dr. Ron Hawkins, mm-hmm. pay attention to what you're paying attention to. That's good. And, and so it, a lot of times we're paying attention to the, the medium 
instead of the, the mission or the, or, or the message. And I think, you know, one of the things we've done here in the School of Divinity, and, and I feel like we, we try to do too much of this sometimes, and other times we don't do enough, but we've tried to capture the video element and just customize messages and try to send them personally to students, uh, even, in, even in larger groups as they're in classes. Just to hear an up-to-date, you know, uh, uh, address or, or some information or just an encouragement. You don't actually always have to have all this, you know, innovative information, much right. less the medium. And just some encouragement. I think the phone calls are, are so uh, invaluable for people who just go, wait a minute, I've, I've never had a phone call from my pastor before. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, as we think about some of the people that uh, may listen to this, this mm-hmm. particular podcast, uh, can you think of maybe or suggest maybe one or two things Hey, here's a way you can open up doors in the community, and here's one way you could make a real solid connection. Maybe it just is make some phone calls. Yeah, it's stuff that's so simple, it, it, it aggravates us. And by the way, and I always tell our students uh, up here on the, on the 11th, 12th floor, Acts aggravates me. Yeah. It aggravates me because it's so simple. Right. Now, it's, it, and there's no, again, none of the nostalgic, well, let's go back to those good old days. No, but but the heart of what they did. Right. Um, no, I yeah, think we're not it, saying bring back a bus ministry. No, no. Uh, but no. we're saying what 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 are the real core irreducible minimums and and yeah. staples? I think it is that just fundamental. What we've looked at our staff and then our flock, our teams is good old fashioned. Every one of you has a social circle. Right. Everybody has a circle of influence, whether it's online, in your neighborhood, whatever. Check on your circle. Mm-hmm. Let's baptize circles. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a group life piece. And so that was one of the first things we all sat down and said, where are the circles? Mm. And there's there's this balance I think church leaders need of, you know, arrows and circles. Not in, in group life, sometimes it's circles are better than, than rows. Mm. But it's not rows right now, it's arrows. Because the arrows are, well, how many hits can we get to our service? How mm. many views? How many engagements? Mm. By the way, I want to say this carefully. There are some church leaders who will, they will get intoxicated by the hits they're getting yeah. and they don't realize those, that's not engagement. Right. And so if you're, if you're doing Facebook Live, that's great, but you better understand they're in there for three seconds, 10 seconds. That's a whole nother thing. Certainly. So, but it's, it's being careful for us not to see, well, it's just the arrows coming to the church and watching our stuff. But it's helping immediately talk to everybody, what is your circle? Mm-hmm. Who is your circle of influence? So check on the family. Right. First of all, check on the family. By the way, people are losing their jobs. There are, right and left. Uh, you yeah. know, the new F word is not fired, it's furlough. So, mm-hmm. um, so my daughter has been furloughed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to the, the group meeting, second group meeting in our neighborhood, and two of our group members, they've been furloughed for mm-hmm. their jobs. So there's a lot of that going on, and, and it really hasn't hit us here, but right. there's furloughing going on. So check your f- circle, mm-hmm. practice the one another's, and your circle also includes the people that don't know Christ. Mm-hmm. This is your time to reach out and still tell them you're praying for them. So the beauty of this crisis, it's put us all, like 9-11, it right. put us all on the uh, all on the front porch together. Mm-hmm. Everybody's out in their front yards because we don't know what to do. So literally, uh, I have a um, some people I know from the gym, mm-hmm. and uh, this couple's living together, and they don't know Jesus. They God put them on our street. They have actually bought a house on our street. Wow. That was just a, a sovereign God thing. So we've had them over right before all this hit, 
And then my thing is just simply been texting, hey, how are you doing? Anything we can pray for you about. Mm -hmm. and, and again, professional Christians, we're going to go, well, we have to bring them to some event. No. Yeah. Right now, no. Jesus said yeah. in Acts 1, what's the commission? We are a sent people right. as a family, but also as individuals. You are personally sent, every one of you. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to tell you. You are sent. What are you going to do with your circle? In, we're coming up on Easter as we make as we record this, and so we're trying to come up with a social men, uh, media invite. If the thousands of people at Thomas Road, if they just posted that to mm -hmm. their media, by the way, is it okay to be a little controversial here? Uh, well, it depends. We can <laughs> edit you. That's for sure. Instead of arguing about the virus, yeah, and how towns and people are handling it, right. Uh, Christ followers, this is our moment. Yeah, we, we have rights as citizens, but the responsibilities of the disciple usurps all of that. Absolutely. So it's okay. We can argue about you know all that stuff, but not the the front yard is watching. The neighbors yeah. are watching. We don't need to be throwing rocks at each other and you know the kids in the front yard yep. beating each other up. Right. On this, the, you know, the the rights of the citizen are there, mm -hmm. but the responsibilities of the disciple always outweigh that. And so that's what we're trying to encourage people basically is check on everybody, yep. tell them you're praying. By the way, what if our country, what if there was a swell of the Holy Spirit in prayer? We say, yeah, yeah, I get it, prayer, but what else? Right, prayer. Yeah. And if your whole neighborhood knew that you were praying for them, just that simple touch is more important than, hey, can I, you know, can I bring you some toilet paper? Well, right. yes, if we need it. But right now, people need that. Right. And, and, you know, there's all kinds of things beyond that. Uh, there's not a lot visually we can do. We're trying to pray about and work through, you know, there's churches that are doing some drive-in um, parking lot type churches, depending on your state, sure. uh, social distancing yeah. or drive prayer driving through the neighborhoods or putting yeah. things in front yards versus or turning well, on even, lights. Even There's having food delivered to, to hospitals and, and places yes. that are attending and where you can deliver it and they drop off with minimal contact. And yeah, just take we've done care that, that for school bus so, drivers yeah. in our town. My wife works for the city schools here. Yeah. Actually, I was on the bus. We were delivering food to kids, but, but then we gave food to the bus drivers. So obviously... Get inventive. And that's the other thing is don't sit back. We Sometimes we've created a passive audience for right. our programming. Right. The customers have been consumers of our church programming. What this disruption has done is make us have to figure out how to do ministry. So like my life group in our neighborhood, since we couldn't meet physically, we had to, we had to stop and actually grapple with how are we going to do ministry? Mm -hmm. See, in the, in the old days, it would just say, well, what does Thomas Road tell us to do? Right. Well, now everybody's having, and the ideas are better. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in each of the body. And 1 yeah. Corinthians 12, we all have different gifts. So one of our gals said, hey, we all need to prayer walk our neighborhoods. So we all got out and prayer walked a neighborhood. And, you know, just different things like that. This is the time to listen to the Spirit mm -hmm. and to listen to the, what the body is saying. And then you have all kinds of things. We've, we've emailed, I've, we've reached out to the mayor, to mm -hmm. the city manager here in Lynchburg. Uh, we have relationships with them. We're praying with them. Uh, we reached out to uh, Dr. Edwards, the, our uh, superintendent of schools. Right. We're here. It's just letting people, the church is here. And we're going to meet the needs when we can. But first is just being those sent people connecting. Yeah. In fact, I even like the word sent. I think it's a, definitely it's a, it's a biblical concept mm -hmm. that is not even hard to, to decipher, but even better than scattered, 
mm-hmm. uh, scattered yep. all, often comes with a little bit of a connotation of fear yeah. and We're disconnected, uh, and, disconnected right. mm-hmm. and whereas there's a purpose for right. what for where we are right. in the body of Christ and we are and, and, and let me just Acts 11, right? Yeah. The what's the greatest church in the book of Acts if you ask uh, well, they may may say Jerusalem. I mean, how are you not going to say it's Jerusalem? It's the it's the yeah. you know mother church, the it's mega the mother church. church. Brother, what's Jesus the greatest the church? Maybe Antioch. Yeah, Antioch. What I'm always captured by is that Antioch was not planted by any of the big name apostles. Mm. It was not. It was not an evangelistic meeting by by Philip. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with Samaria. Nothing wrong with those things. Mm-hmm. Antioch in Acts 11 it says. It basically, some unnamed disciples mm. went to Antioch and planted gospel. Wow. And once it caught fire, then Peter comes up and, and he kind of sees what's going on and the brothers come up and see it. And then, of course, Paul and Barnabas and others come mm-hmm. from it. And it becomes what? It becomes the sending, the sending church. church. And by the way, right. a little prophetic, Jerusalem, they were enjoying the Great Commission, but mm-hmm. they didn't practice it. Right. And we know that. And what did it take? We teach this in this building. It took persecution before they really started mm-hmm. going to Judea, Samaria, and the other parts of the Which earth. Which is the beginning of the book of James. I mean, that's the statement. And that's where they, you know, so from Acts 6 on, when the, when those crises started hitting, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got friends, pastor friends all over the world. I was talking to Pavel Kolesnikov, oh, wow. our friend, yeah. the other day. But, you know, in America, I mean, we got to, this is our our place. We have been blessed Certainly. and a little spoiled. Very much so. We are the, the American church. There's a little bit of Jerusalem here. Yeah. That's okay. It's favor of God. But there needs to be a little, you know, the Lord allowing a little push to go. It's time to go to Antioch. That's right. It's time to reach out. And so disruption is something to, and crisis is something that, you know, really is an incubator for let's go. Let's right. go. Let's, let's send the people out. Wow. Well, with that, I'm going to say let's go. And yeah. uh, thank you for spending some time here yeah. on the podcast. And uh, I hope it's been encouraging to those who are listening. And um, uh, hopefully this will be a, an opportunity for us to seize uh, some some open doors and yeah. walk through them and yeah. in ways where we maybe don't walk through an open door. That's really. true. Yeah. Sometimes we stay in. But thank you for spending time with us on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You just listened to the Modern Ministry Podcast put on by the John W. Rawlings School of Divinity at Liberty University. Please reach out to us at www.liberty.edu forward slash divinity if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, and let us know if there's a pressing issue in your ministry that we should address in this podcast.